I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, and you're listening to Between Two White Coats, a weekly podcast where we dig into key issues surrounding health and wellness. I'm a family medicine doctor, and my co-host, Amber Foster, is a family medicine nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We are taking some of our biggest questions, obstacles, and patient-centered advice and wrapping it into a 20-minute weekly podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have found this podcast helpful, give us a five-star rating and review. This helps other people find our podcast. And make sure you share it with your friends. Thank you for your time. We look forward to serving you. Last week, we were thrilled to have Dr. Sherry Hawkins join us to discuss mental health in general and counseling resources. This week, we welcome her back so that we can talk about the effects that this pandemic has had on all of our mental health and hopefully give you some resources that you can tap into as we continue to move forward during the pandemic. So everyone has, like you mentioned, it's been the silver lining for telehealth, but it's been a lot, a lot. It's been a lot. For the past, (laughs) I mean, what month are we in now for how long it's been? Uh, well, it has been over a year and a half that we have been in this pandemic. Yes. And so, I mean, I know personally we've seen here, I've seen new patients just simply because they're like, I'm anxious. There's some, you know, I can't do this anymore. Yes. What have you guys seen? I'm, I'm assuming very much the same. We've seen the same. And uh, I think it's a universally felt heaviness that we're all experiencing. And so... To help each other be able to sort of hold pieces of that and experience this sense of, yeah, this is our sort of our normal at this point of feeling the heavy, it, it sometimes helps us to get that sense of connection that, okay, it's not just me sitting alone at home feeling the weight of the world. This is a shared experience, and while it's still difficult and nothing has changed, it feels better that we're we're sort of sharing in this together. So just making that connection and that feeling of uh, community and universality can help. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely been a heavy year for all of us. So we as a globe uh, are suffering in so many ways, sacrifices and loss. And yeah. um, what are... when when all of us are going through something and we talk a lot daily about the mental space that people are in Mm -hmm. and there's so much anger and frustration Mm -hmm. and we have these the vaxxers versus the anti-vaxxers and the maskers versus the anti-maskers and um and we have subcategorized ourselves into who do we like and who do we hate Um, And we're just in this negative mental space because we're all tired, we're emotionally exhausted, and and we're not quite sure how to best deal with it. Yes. Um, How can we move forward in this pandemic, this marathon that we're running where we don't know where the finish line is, um, and take the best care of ourselves and put ourselves in a better space to be kind to ourselves, but also kinder to each other? It's a great question. Um, And I think the answer is so complicated and and we don't know for certain, but some of the things that I personally believe could help all of us is to focus individually on what brings us comfort. What is it for me that helps me to feel like I've got some pleasure in the day and some joy and 
Um, so I, Sherry, mine is wine and Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if what brings you comfort is wine and Oreos? Huh? I, I, I have taken the pandemic weight back off by, by, by focusing on the fact that mice walks outside bring me comfort as well. Balance. Balance, yes. <laughs> That's our key, moderation and balance. But yeah, finding those things that in a healthy way <laughs> can help us to feel that sense of groundedness. You know, and I shared earlier that for me, being outside is one of the things that just really gives me this sense of, okay, I can now breathe. And and yoga, that's obviously Uh another one of my passions. And so knowing yourself is one of the keys within that. And if you don't feel like, oh, I don't really know. There's nothing that I really feel like I'm drawn to. Now's a great time to try something yes. new, you know, and, and I will say that when we do feel this kind of heaviness and sadness, we don't feel like doing those things. We don't want to go for a walk and we don't want to go and, you know, say, try paddle boarding on a lake. You know, we don't have the energy for that. And so that emotional heaviness that we feel is probably, in my opinion, the most exhausting kind of tired. But the physical exertion of doing something like that, getting outside, doing some kind of physical activity, taking up a new hobby potentially, can help release some of that tension to where our mind, even though we've put extra energy out in a physical way, our mind feels more relaxed. So I think that a lot of us use that as a sort of excuse of, I just, I can't, I don't feel like it. We're not likely going to feel like it. And so part of this getting ourselves into a better mental space requires us sort of making ourselves take yes. put, put ourselves in those positions sometimes because I think so. the natural when um, I think we all rush through life in our American lifestyle and we don't do a lot of things real intentionally That's right. so we go to the natural coping mechanisms which are the unhealthy ones yes. whether yes. it's smoking or drinking or eating or That's other right. things those are the those are the subconscious coping mechanisms Absolutely. and we've been going through this for a long time if yeah. this pandemic lasted three weeks we would have made made it through with wine sure. and oreos yes but it's yeah. a year and a half later we must be so intentional and yeah. really dig deep and say what am i going to do to make my mind in a better place absolutely and what are healthier yeah. coping mechanisms and and digging yeah. in for those things yes how absolutely. would you suggest someone do a reset like if they have wine and oreo coping mechanisms <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know like what would you yeah. say hey this this would be a great reset or this is a, a new way to start yeah. because like Shelly was saying we really thought you know I was like gung-ho let's do this Let, let's beat this mess you asked yep. me last March mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like we're gonna save the world sure and now I'm like Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I'm so tired. You know, we're like still we're still the seat belt going yes. Yes. Like it's like right the screen machine at six months yes. that hasn't ended. Yes. And so if you have poor coping skills, how would you say reset? I would say number one, give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest thing I think I hear most from my clients is uh I feel so, the self loathing of how they've been coping. And the truth is, we cope in the best way that we can in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then when we decide, oh, I hate this, this is not working, great. That's not a time to beat ourselves up. It's a time to say, okay, you're right. So what can I do different? 
And even though I don't feel like doing anything different, I'm going to take small baby steps. It doesn't have to be that we give up the wine and Oreos completely that day. It may mean that we're like, okay, I'm going to just add in a little stretching here and there. Or I'm going to go for a walk. And today it may only be a quarter of a mile, but I'm getting outside and getting some sunshine. And so little things, baby steps, giving ourselves grace. Um, it's so difficult right now in in this regard just talking about implementing a new you know healthy lifestyle changes and so forth because i tend to lean more heavily on the get a friend grab a partner grab a support group grab people that you feel connected with that you can feel this sense of okay they're gonna call me or miss me if i don't show up to go on that walk or go you know to that class but that's been difficult. People have had that removed in a yeah. lot of ways. So um, the isolation has been so impacted. It has. It, it's really made a difference for people. It has, and I and I hope more than anything that people recognize post pandemic that we need each other. Mm-hmm. And so the second part of your question from earlier of what about this polarization? What do we do about that? I believe if we're intentionally Paying, paying attention to the things that we need that will help us to feel better, then we're going to be less reactive. We're going to have more peace. We're going to have more grace and understanding for others. And then, of course, getting back into that rhythm of spending time with friends and you know negotiating these relationships where we do have differences, and yet we love this person. And so we can navigate those differences and accept that our opinions may not be the same, but I still love this person person and in their spirit and who they are. So the isolation, I think, has contributed in, in such a huge way to this polarization. So taking care of ourselves, giving ourselves added comfort, and then when we're also getting together with our people more and and reconnecting in social situations that i hope will help as well and i i think we instinctively when when we're in that bad mental space we dive into our negative triggers absolutely oh i'm in a bad space so i'm putting on the news that upsets me the most and i'm scrolling through social media and i am gonna tell someone about their post and um and we really i think have to recognize avoid our triggers you know when when something really leaves you feeling in a way that is not the way you want to feel don't dive in there you know and there is we do we need to consume what's going on in the world but maybe not to the extent of what we are turn the news off get the headlines and keep on trucking or read the news so that it doesn't feel so polarized as you're hearing it absolutely and there is a a concept within this uh, virtual space where people become very depersonalized they actually are willing to say things that they Mm. would never say in person and so that has fueled so much I think of this polarization that people are quite often overly opinionated and venomous towards an opposite opinion of theirs whereas if they were in person and they felt that person's energy and they know this person or even if they don't know this person you're not as likely to have those same venomous words as if 
as you do when you're in that online environment. So it's it's definitely contributed to a lot of this that I feel like is so contentious in our society today. Yeah, yeah. proximity matters. That's what yes. I've said all along. I've told people yes. about COVID, about, not about COVID. Like, it's different when you sit with someone, and yes. we haven't been able to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So as we continue to navigate through this pandemic, um, you know, we've, we've always said and believe that uh, the darkness doesn't change the darkness, that, you know, light changes the darkness. Um, there are days we are, we are not better than everyone who is out there looking for some light. We are as well. Yeah. And this past week is searching, <laughs> searching really hard. Yeah. Um, but I think we have to yeah. step back and really try to intentionally bring some light into a situation. Yes. Um, and on the days when we don't have any light to offer, give ourselves grace and be okay with that. Yes. But recognize that that's not the time to put yourself on out and cruising Facebook or Instagram and um, and give yourself that grace to and, and and dig deep and recognize what are your tools and have your tools readily available. Whether it's that good friend that you can Facetime with, yes. or the nature walk, yes. um, and yeah. a lot of us have really been struggling. And to admit that this is tough and we're struggling, and reach out for professional resources. Go yes. see your primary care. Yes. Um, reach out to a counselor at. And if, if you have to do televisits, wonderful. Do televisits Absolutely. in a safe environment. Absolutely. But for us to really dig in and get the help we need, we are going to be okay, people. We are yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. Um, we just have to say that and remind mm-hmm. ourselves of that in a way that we've never had to Absolutely. before. Absolutely. And one of the things you mentioned that uh, really res- stuck out to me as you were talking is the need to set good boundaries for ourselves. If when we get into this habit, and we know how addictive social media and scrolling, and I mean, there there's a lot of research that says that a lot of people are more addicted to that than they are substances at this point. Wow. So setting good boundaries for ourselves and recognizing that we do have that strong urge but we have to restrict ourselves sometimes in order to protect our minds and that in and of itself is a major feat but um, but there are a lot of things we talk about therapy there are a lot of things that people can even do at home that they can resource themselves with to be able to even do things, learn how to set boundaries for themselves. There are a lot of great books that people can bring in that are self-study and uh, some apps that people could even use to help them to really learn those deep breathing techniques and those more uh, the coping strategies that could actually If someone actually was looking them. for those kind, what what would be your Google there search? There are two that I love. One is Calm, is C-A-L-M, and one is Headspace. Both of them have a free version, but they also have a paid version. So it would be it wouldn't hurt to just check out the free version, see if it's something that you would use, and then go into the paid version if you feel like it. these. Yeah, I'm really liking these meditations yeah. or. You know, it's helping me to get to sleep at night if I turn on that sound. And so that could be something that could just be a quick and easy resource. 
I love yeah. that. I use Headspace. It politely mm-hmm. reminds me to meditate and absolutely. do things that, and I think, yes, I absolutely do yeah. need to do that. Yeah. And people can even use their uh, watch to be able to set timers of breathing, taking some deep breaths and so forth. So utilizing what we have first is always a quick and easy way to add in some good coping strategies. Any closing advice for um, moving forward as mentally healthy as we can in the pandemic? Hmm. I would say, uh, number one, not to overthink, because that, I think, is where we get ourselves so deeply embedded that we're not able to reach out and get the help that we need, whether it's professionally or just reaching out to a friend. So as much as we can start practicing that thought stopping, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ruminating on this too much. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to change my focus. Um, but also just in regard to professional therapy or getting help, even if it's not a counselor professional, just Taking that opportunity to call does not commit you to anything. It is a means to get information. So when you reach out for help, you don't need to know what you're looking for. You Mm -hmm. just know you don't feel the way that you want to feel, and we will help you figure out if we're the right space or if there's another space that could be more helpful. Perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Sherry. You are amazing. We appreciate the work you you do. And hopefully we will all continue to focus as much on our mental and emotional health as we do our physical health because it's so very important. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. We like to finish each episode with a positive thought. So here's today's Tell Me Something Good. Something good is hobbies. If you're like me, you may struggle to find a hobby. I think I put too much pressure on myself to have a perfect hobby. The bottom line is that a hobby is any activity done regularly that brings you pleasure. So if you have something that you enjoy doing, spend more time doing it. And if you're like me, keep searching and carving that time out so that you can have a hobby that you enjoy. It will really change the course of your life. Thanks for joining us today. And until next time, take care of yourself.